Hello and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Lauren Eliz Love. Hi, Lauren. Hey, hey, mama. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you again. We did a um, interview recently where I was going on Lauren's podcast. So I feel like we've just been chatting <laughs> more than <Yeah>. normal <laughs> lately. It's so fun. And I've been stalking your Instagram. We're like, I want to come visit. Aww. Like, you just got this whole beautiful life in Florida. It's so amazing. Oh, thank you. So I'm really excited to have Lauren on today because when I first connected with you, which I could not tell you how that happened, but you were very like, at least for my memory, like just very like business coach, like teaching business, teaching strategy, teaching marketing, things like that. Um, and I got to watch like way from the sidelines, you go on this whole personal journey and then come back and basically, I mean, completely change your business. And so it's been really, really cool to see. And like I told you, I feel like that's a conversation I'd love to have that so many people need both sides of it. Like the personal healing journey that you went on, which was like incredible and also pivoting your business. Cause I feel like a lot of people are probably in need of both. (laughs) Yes to all of it. I, yeah, you know, I think it's like, um, as you, as you start to grow and find this like reality where you're making money and you're compensated for your gifts, you really start to feel, um, the true calling to what is authentic in how to actually have that channel be operating for you. Right. Like I think there's a very big difference in like, well, I'm good at this and I do this well. And like, I can make money off of it versus like my soul is called to this. And, and that path is actually even more prosperous and more abundant, believe it or not. So yeah, I'm honored to talk about the pivot and the healing journey that was wrapped up with all of that. Of course, I'm here for it all. So can you kind of take us back a little bit? Like, I think a great place to start would probably be like, where were you? Like both the business that you had built, maybe a little bit about just like personally where you were at, like before any of this happened, like before the healing journey started. Yeah. So I, it's so funny. I feel like Taylor, when people ask me like, where did your healing journey start? It's like, it's at birth, yo. Like we all, we all like start, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. go through these like initiations in our childhood and our teenage years where like we experience these really difficult um, things that separate us from our confidence and from our love for ourselves and our peace. And um, we, you know, become adults with all this unintegrated stuff, you know, and, and it plays out it, and it was playing out for me in my entrepreneur path where um, I would say back in probably around 2018 was where it kind of came to this like peak where I was, my business was making about $700,000 a year annually. So I was like at this kind of peak mark of make or break into the millions. Um, and I was running a a brand called business babe, which was Mm -hmm. before that it was badass business babe. So like, you could just see, like, I was pulling away kind of this edge of, of masculinity and like force and you know, anyway. Um, but at the time I was also really recognizing that the more my business was expanding and growing, it was almost illuminating and shining light to my dysfunction where like, you know, some people think like, well, the more money you make, the more peaceful you are, the more happy you are. 
the more money you make them, the more illuminated what you are is. Okay. So like, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not that like now all your problems are solved. It's like now all your problems are seen. And for me, I was realizing that the more money I was making, the more insecure I was feeling, the more stressed out I was feeling, the more worried I was feeling. And I had some really terrible patterns in my mental health that I just like couldn't break. I was always afraid that my business was going to crash and burn and I was going to be poor. And like, I never trusted my team and my husband and I were fighting all the time and I was drinking and smoking and taking depression medication and binge eating. Like my, I just couldn't, I couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it. And it was like around this time where I started to realize that I actually didn't want to hold it anymore. Like, I know that sounds so heartbreaking to people who were in my world and in my programs at that time, but I I just kind of realized that I was preaching and promoting this belief system that actually, you know, like just to be real, I was, my brand was like, uh, my big program was called Six Figure Biz Babe. And Mm -hmm. I would talk to people and it would be like, what's the strategy for this? And how do I get this? And I'm over here like, dude, your shit is a mess. Like no money is going to solve these issues you have. And that was just mirroring to me kind of what I was experiencing as well. So um, around that time, I'll keep this kind of brief, but like around that time, chronic illness started to manifest into my life. And I started to lose, you know, my basic abilities, like driving a car because my vision was so bad and um, walking upstairs, holding grocery bags. Like I couldn't even hold my five pound dog. I was just like in such pain in my body and really weak. And um, what I realized was that spirit and source and the universe, um, I was, you know, being kind of led into this healing journey. And that was when I found ayahuasca and took this, I took a year long sabbatical in Sedona and just sat with tons of plant medicine and really started healing my body and my life. And that was when I realized that I was being initiated into this deeper calling, which was to help women heal their lives. And that's where the heal program was birthed and, um, the wild wealthy feminine program. And it's just been really about like walking in integrity with what I feel to be the most important parts of the healing journey, just coming to actually love yourself and believe in yourself and feel whole in who you are and like to not carry the traumas of your childhood. So that's kind of where we're at with the like umbrella biography, but I'm sure you probably feel this way too. It's like so hard to like give your biography, you know what I mean? Like it's just every time I'm like, "Ah, okay, like I could do better next time. No, I know. Or like the question, like, can you tell people your story? It's like, like <laughs> whoa. <laughs> in 1989, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so, yeah. Oh, Rough, it's man. so much. But no, I love this. That was perfect. Because I I, I want to talk about the sabbatical that you took. And I, I want to, I wanted to ask you, like, was that a hard decision for you to make? But I also am hearing too, like, it kind of sounds like how rough things got with your health. Like you were pretty much forced to do that. I mean, you tell us in your experience, but that's what I'm so curious to hear about. Cause I know that's so hard for people to decide to do. Yeah. So this is really an interesting narrative of like how this played out, but like Sedona has been, I don't know if anybody has been to Sedona. There's this like belief system, Sedona, Arizona. That's where it is. It's in Arizona. Um, she calls her children home and it's this like very unique place in, um, in Arizona, where if you look at like tribal history maps, all these tribes lived around Sedona, but nobody ever lived in Sedona itself. Like no one tribe owned this land. And it's the, uh, the belief, the, the sort of storyline behind that of medicine history is that Sedona was known as the hospital. It was the place that people came to actually heal and, Um, when I look back on my timeline, it's crazy. Like my, my vacation to Sedona, my first time in 2014, I went home and that's when like, I quit my corporate job and like started my business. So she has always been this kind of like very, I got married on cathedral rock. I found my medicine teacher on cathedral rock. So there's just like a lot of power to that land. Um, so basically what was happening for me was I was trying to heal my mental health. I had no plans to abandon my business, but I was 
really just very messed up in my mental health, tons of depression, anxiety. Um, and I had been on a lot of medications in my history for that, that made it very challenging to, um, feel healthy in my mind. Like my mind just always felt like it was controlling me and preventing me from feeling good. Um, so I started down a plant medicine path in 2018, finding ayahuasca and mushrooms. And I went to a retreat center and had this whole big profound healing. And at that time, um, it was really fascinating because like, I couldn't even hold my suitcase to get to Costa Rica. I was so sick and like vomited on the, off the airport and like was so weak by the end of my 10 day retreat of sitting with this medicine, which is a trauma healer all of my symptoms were gone. And I was like, wow, this, it was showing me like your path is plant medicine. So I knew when I came home from that trip that like, this was my study. I had to keep looking at my trauma. I had to keep uh, figuring out what I was holding on to. And I had taken a trip a couple months later where my symptoms were now even worse, like coming back from that trip in Costa Rica, they just came back full force. And, um, I took this trip with my friends, like Catherine Zinkina and Jen Casey and Ashley Gordon. We all like went there and, um, we found this like random person there that was serving a, a plant, an amphibian medicine called combo. Um, and combo is, uh, I serve it now. It's a medicine that really helps people like detox their bodies. And so after that sit, I got this big download. I'm sure you've had this experience too, where like just something happens and you're like, like, here's this big thought that seems like so advantageous and so ridiculous and so impossible. And the thought was like, you need to move here. And like, you need to, you need to do this. And, you know, I think when, when we have these big downloads, whether it's like, for me, it was quit your job, move to Sedona. Um, these were all separate experiences. And mm -hmm. then like, leave business, babe. These big things, they feel so out of your current reality that they scare the shit out of you and they make no sense. And so I came home from that trip and I, I remember like praying and like getting an intention clear with the universe. And I was like, all right, we have this launch happening, the coaching mentorship program and universe. If I'm like really actually meant to be in Sedona, make this a good launch, like make it effective. And we opened card on the first day and did more sales on the first day than we ever have done in the entire launch history of the program combined. So it was like, like, here's your message. Wow. It's so clear. And I had this very, very dramatic moment where I fell to my knees in the hallway crying. And my husband's like, what's, what are you, what are you okay? Like, it's <laughs> funny. Like, why are you so emotional? I'm like, you don't understand. I asked the universe for this message and this is, and I have to move to Sedona now. And he's like, uh, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, so we talked about it and I used that launch and the funds, um, to, to go move there. My husband drove me across the country and we rented an apartment and I stayed there for eight months, eventually got a house on a lease. And I just continued to do my healing work. And that was all I really did there. And like, you know, my, th my thing with this, like a lot of people ask me today, they're like, you know, well, good for you, Lauren, you had the resources or like, you know, good, good for you that it's like possible for you. I would love to do that, but I can't, um, you know, I think we all have things in our life that we tell ourselves we can't do. And like, maybe it's not a eight month sabbatical from your life, but, you know, taking a Saturday off, investing in a healing mentor, going on a retreat, like there are so many things that we can do to start moving the needle forward. Um, but it was scary in the sense that I knew that whatever person I was walking into that path, she was going to die and I was going to become this other person. And that was when in that kind of container, that was when the business that I was creating, like just didn't serve me anymore. I had to let go. Right. And like, that's also another part of this. Like some people are very afraid to do healing work because they're afraid of what might change in their reality. Like their husband, maybe they're not meant to be in their marriage, or maybe they're supposed to move to a different state or switch their career so you have to be prepared that like wherever that path takes you, um, 
you got to show up for it and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Like if I look back on it, I'm like, good for you, Lauren, like this human experience. I gave myself eight, an eight month prayer of like, and it paid off, man, it paid off. So never underestimate the power of a strong prayer and your desire to work on yourself. It's amazing what that can do. Hey, you guys, real quick, I need to take a minute and tell you about Transparent Sales, the membership. This is a new offering in my business that I am so excited to be hosting and running and inviting you into today. So this is literally the most no-brainer way to work with me that I have offered in years, maybe even ever. It's $97 a month. And you are getting four pieces of content from me per month, all designed to support you in making way more money from your content, having a way more profitable business, creating sales with so much more ease and selling out your offers no matter the price point. So this way of doing content and selling and marketing is going to help you sell out your own membership, your own low ticket offers, but also high ticket offers. So inside the membership, you'll find women who are selling out $1,000 courses, $300 courses, memberships, $20,000 coaching packages. It helps you with all of that. We are going into your email marketing strategy, your social media strategy, Instagram stories and posts and Facebook and all the things. We'll talk about podcasting and we'll talk about hosting content events like your own free trainings. Um, It's just going to be really, really good. You guys, there's four drops a month. So every month you're going to get a content plan for me where I'm saying, here's what I would be doing this month. Here's where I would be showing up. Here's how much, here's the angles I would do. Here's like how much I would sell and the ways that I would sell. Also every month you're gonna get a new piece of curriculum from me. So this is a super actionable training to help you create better content. Um, also every month you will get a Q and a, so there will be an opportunity to submit any questions that you have for me, and then I will answer them for you. Um, and then finally, every month, something I'm really excited to do is give you access to my content insights. So we will be taking a look at my own podcast stats, my Instagram stats, my email stats. And I want to do this because I think so often we're trying to replicate what's working for others and you actually don't know what's working for them. So I'm actually going to show you, here's what you saw me do. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's my takeaways. Here's what I'm doing differently or the same moving forward because of that. There's a Facebook community. Anyway, you guys, I could go on and on and on, but I want to get back into the episode. So just go to thetaylorlee.com slash membership. Again, it's literally $97 a month. There's so much content waiting for you already and an incredible group of women in there thetaylorlee.com slash membership. And I'm super excited to celebrate you joining us. All right, back into the episode. Yeah. And I love, I love that you shared that, like you asked the universe to help you like, a give you that sign with that successful launch. But I'm sure that that also gave you some, I mean, you already had success in your business and whatnot, but it, you know, it doesn't help to have some financial stability and some money coming in. Yeah. Let's be real. Like And I think that what's cool in hearing that is, and I've done this so many times, especially like in the first half of my business with desires I had, where I'd get this like thing that I really wanted in my life. And I'd be like, well, I can't have that because my husband's not going to agree, or we don't have the money or because of such and such situation in our life, we could never do that. And instead, like, it's just so crazy. Like, yeah, when you really lean in and go, oh, maybe my desires are meant for me or these intuitive messages that I'm getting are meant for me things can really open up. And on that note, like I want to share with people, cause I've, I've heard a lot of your content about your relationship and I get asked the question all the time. Like, like, how do you handle when your, your husband or your partner or whatever the situation is like, doesn't get it, whether that's just like your goals, or I can only imagine, like, <laughs> let's be real. Like this is intense. Like you're, yeah. you're doing all this crazy plant medicine, like mm-hmm. super spiritual. I'm going to move, change my whole life sabbatical. Like I'm sure, I mean, it sounds like he was really supportive, but I'm sure he didn't get it. 
Like, what was that like? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I love this conversation. It's so juicy. I'm sure I'm wondering, like, first though, like when you quit your path, like for entrepreneurship, did your husband not get it? But then one day he was like, I'm so glad you did this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, I mean, I share that all the time. It's like, he, he literally would call it like you're in la la land, like all these things. Cause but I was like really aggressive about some things. Like one day you're going to quit your job and we're going to live in this big, beautiful house. And meanwhile, I was making like no money stressed all the time. Like, and then I had to do a lot of my own healing work and a bit of like proving the concept and like building the success. And now I say all the time, like he believes in it more than me most of the time at this point. Like, it's like, it's like reverse roles for a hot minute. I'm like, oh, I guess I do have more work <laughs> to do <laughs> if he's believing in it more than me. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I think like, it's so weird. I, I not, I'm curious about like of relationships where, you know, I, I think this applies to kind of any relationship because somebody's always holding the masculine or the feminine frequency, but I really do feel like part of being a female entrepreneur and being in a partnership where you're more feminine is that like you have this psychic vision to like understand where things are going. But then at yes. some point, like the masculine energy comes in and they're like the protector and they're like, remember, remember you can do this even bigger. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so cool. And and for me, like, so my husband, um, my husband never got it. Like, with anything that I started to do. And, and what I, what I say now is that like, because he was never, I think there's a difference between getting it and doing it and like not getting it. And he doesn't do it, but he gets it. Right. And it took him some time to really understand. Like, I remember when the business was falling apart in my, my mental health, everything was great financially, but I was just like, at that point, I was in Sedona, didn't want this business anymore. It was our bread and butter. He was working. He works in the business with us, mm-hmm. right? And I I had this conversation with him and I was like, honey, I want to burn this all down and I want to start from scratch and like build online healing courses for people and like help people actually heal. And his response was like, well, maybe that's like a five-year plan. And I just <laughs> like the visceral response of my body, Taylor, I was like, fuck no, like this is a now plan. And he was really against it. Like the idea of just like burning everything down, but the way that being able to do that has opened doors to our intimacy, our love, our presence, our peace, our happiness, the creativity in me. Like, I just feel so free. And that's because I'm following that truth. And yeah, I think this is also a reminder for people a mentor of mine said this really early on, it is nobody's job to hold the vision for you, like even mm-hmm. your partners, right? And so they don't have to hold the vision. They don't have to believe in everything that you believe, but they they do have to love and, and hold space for you in that process. And as long as your partner is doing that, you're in good space, right? And so, yeah, but now it's so funny. It's like, yeah, like, uh, I will say you went to Sedona and you came back and you were a very different person. And like, he acknowledges the growth, Yeah, you know, now he's like a part of our ayahuasca ceremonies. And like, he, you know, is a big supporter in like making everything happen, even though he's not sitting in our ceremonies. Right. So, um, yeah, just that in a nutshell, it's, it's hard and scary for your partners because they're having to trust their entire life in your hands when you're the breadwinner, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's okay for them to be confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that there's just this like belief that like, they have to want the exact same things as you. They have to be at the same point in their spiritual journey as you're even oh. like into that stuff at all. Like, it's just not, that just, I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't think that's how it's really even meant to be. Like if you're the exact same, like there's no polarity at all. You know, I used to, I used to watch couples like, oh my God. Okay. So (laughs) it's just so funny. I used in Sedona, they're like, there's a whole community. I was a part of a whole community and I got to meet all these like wild hippie people. Like you would a static dance on cathedral rock on Tuesdays. And then you would go skinny dipping, cold plunging at Munns on Fridays. And it was just like this <laughs> hipster vibe everywhere. Um, and you would see these couples where like the girl had dreadlocks and the guy was doing yoga handstands. And you're like, 
wow, that'd be so nice to like yeah. the guy that can like drink cacao with me. And like, but then you see the relationship and you're like, this is fucking crazy. Like there's no groundedness. Like it's just yeah. the same people. And like, I do think that one thing I'm really grateful for in my lifetime that I have a partner that is different from me because different is what allows you to expand, right? You need that polarity and that diversity. Yeah. That's my thought. Your partner is not on like a woo woo path either. Right. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And we just, we have completely different brains. And I also think something that's, um, this was not at all what we were going to talk about, but it's just so good. I think I something it. else, something else that's commonly like misunderstood that you did mention is like the feminine is meant to have those big desires and have that vision. And I think sometimes of men, masculine energy, of course, can be any energy, any gender, any whatever, right. can be toxic and can be unsupportive. Mm. But I think that we commonly think that not getting it or trying to protect just like your husband, be like, how about we do this over five years? It could feel like you know, he doesn't support me. He doesn't get me. We're not good together, but really he's like, just trying to protect you. And you're actually in this alignment of having this vision that that's, that's like your, that's your role, you know? And, and I just, yeah, I think that that's commonly misunderstood. And I I got to learn that really early on in my business because I just like accidentally, (laughs) I had no clue what any of this was, but the business coach I hired is now not a business coach. And she teaches all like feminine, masculine energy, pleasure, like, and so that always came out and I didn't know any, I had no clue what she was really saying, but she, she gave me this like description early on when it was like a a really simple situation where like, I wanted to rent a nicer house. And he was like, we can't afford that. Even though we could, you know, um, just very skeptical. And she was like, the feminine energy is like the little sports car. Like it can make that U-turn so quick the masculine energy is like that big, like semi truck. Like it's like got a forward reverse, like a 32 point turn to keep up with you. And I'm like, Oh, so this isn't just like, we don't mesh. This is just a difference in energy and how we move and how we get behind something. Well, it's also too, like, I love this analogy because I had a teacher once say to me, because I was getting very frustrated that like Matt wasn't doing ayahuasca with me. That was like a whole big healing journey. I had to go on. And he's like, my teacher said, he's like, Lauren, you're a Porsche. You have to understand that not everybody drives that quickly. Right. And like, so it's cool. Like, you know, you're speaking this car. Yeah. But I also think too, like just something that was coming up as you were talking about this was like the, the, the storylines we tell ourselves, right. Because it's much easier to look outside of us and be like, you're not supporting me and you're not doing the encouraging things when really it's actually like, why do you need somebody to be doing these things with you? Like, look at yourself. Where's that story coming from? Like the idea that you need to have your partner doing everything you're doing and being on every part of the path with you. It's like our fear of being different, our fear of of leading, our fear of you know, being exceptional. And I I think that's like just something that we need to honor um, in ourselves is like the fear we have and the stories we tell of like people not being supportive and blah, blah, blah. Like the fact that they're not perfectly containing and holding you exactly how you want is your growth opportunity. And that's beautiful. And that's how they're helping you heal and become who you're meant to be. So not to rant about that, but like, I think it's, it's helpful to have that resistance around you. Yeah. I love that. It really is such a good perspective shift. It can be very helpful to have resistance around you. I love it. So I want to, I want to pivot a little bit into talking about your pivot. Yeah. (laughs) Not to get corny with it, but, um, no, I love, I love where you left off with your story of like Matt saying, maybe this should be a five-year plan. (laughs) You're like, Nope, this is a right now plan. Like, yeah. What? So is that just what happened? Like ha- fill us in a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I, I had this, I, I think this is what happens for people, maybe just me, maybe my clients, but perhaps a lot of people I would say where like the first kind of thing that you become aware of is what is out of alignment. Right. And right. like, that's the first indication. And I just noticed that 
what I had built was really out of my current alignment because I was doing all this healing work and raising my frequency. And it felt like as I was going down that path, the old things that I had to talk about and market to and speak to that were related to my old programs were just like not bringing me joy. But in that there's this journey of, of healing our relationship with desire, where we go into this period of a void. And it's kind of like, I know this is out of alignment, but I'm going to just like sit in this darkness of like not knowing what's next and feeling like so annoyed and sad and empty and clueless and just lost and fearful. And so I was sitting in that void for a long time um, in Sedona and just trying to figure out like, what the heck, like, as this is slowly burning to the ground, our payment plans are slowly dissolving. And like, my calendar was just like, so open and clear, because I had cleared everything. Um, I had all this space, and I was feeling really frustrated. And my combo practitioner, sometimes it's like, maybe you feel this way. Sometimes it's like the simplest thing somebody says that you're like, oh, and we were life changing, life changing, right? I'm outside on my deck in Sedona, this like beautiful place. We were holding space for a combo ceremony and I was talking to him and I'm like, I, I feel so miserable in this path. The idea of continuing this business just feels suffocating to me. And he looks at me and in like the simplest way, he goes, Lauren, you just need to figure out what you want to do. And I was like, like, <laughs> my first reaction is like, fuck you. Like, yeah, of course, this is the whole conversation. Have you been here? But then I had this moment where I was like, I asked myself for the first time with clarity and non-judgment, what do I want to do? Right. I, I wasn't asking that question. I was like, this sucks. How do I get out of it? Right. And I was like, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? And it just became so clear to me that like, you know, this path that I've been on with plant medicine work, right? It is, it has changed my life. Ayahuasca, combo, bufo, these medicines that um, for many people, like if I told you tomorrow, you were going to sit with these medicines, you would, you'd probably be like, you know, like for many people, that's the response. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, no. Um, and what I realized was that this, these intense studies that I was literally like at my knees, forced to surrender to, um, were also giving me an understanding of a process of healing, right? That she, this med- these medicines were actually walking me through. So I s- realized this was what I wanted to do. I wanted to take everything that I had experienced in my healing and design a program. And so I prayed with medicine and literally in medicine, mapped out. I asked the medicine, I'm like, what are these steps? What have you been walking? Tell me. And I mapped out this entire program and all the content was channeled. Um, what was hard about that process was, was once I knew what I wanted to do, I had to go at lightning speed to do it because I had this time restriction because all of the revenue from my previous brand was kind of like going away. Um, and so I took about a year and a half to build my signature new programs and to keep pushing and going and designing. And like that phase for anybody on at any level of their entrepreneur journey is a hard phase to be in when you're putting so much time and effort into building something. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if anybody's going to buy this. I don't know if what I'm even saying is like the right thing. Um, and so, yeah, we, we put out the program and then just like weird, crazy miracles happened for so many students. Like it was working and it works and it's powerful. And so I just, you know, I say this just with so much love that like, when you prioritize your healing journey and you make, you know, rewriting yourself into right relationship, your priority everything that's inauthentic around you is going to fall apart and everything that's meant for you is going to manifest. And I see it with my clients, like people who have chronic illness issues, financial issues, um, relationship trauma, sexual trauma, they go through this journey of healing and then their business explodes or they get engaged or like just the miracles that kind of flow through. And that's because you're dedicated to 
you know, becoming the strongest, most empowered vessel. Um, so I know I'm rambling, but that's in a nutshell. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of faith and we have arrived and it feels very lovely. So I'm happy that I've been <laughs> through that journey. Um, and it's worth it. It's worth it to follow your gut and your heart in everything you do. You know, and like outside looking in, cause I was really following you and watching like a lot of the stuff you shared. I was like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, <laughs> you know, like when that, that trip you took with Catherine and, and Jen, and I'm like, yep, I saw that happen. Or when you took the sabbatical and moved to Sedona, I'm like, yeah, I remember that. I remember you announcing that. And so I think for a lot of people, a share the journey you're on, even though it feels messy and imperfect and you totally probably are being judged because <laughs> we all are all the time. We're judging ourselves. So whatever other people are going to judge us too, let's be real, <laughs> but like share it because when you did make the pivot, even though it maybe felt great, like this huge, crazy shift to you for someone like me or all the other people who are watching, it's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, of course well, she's doing that. Like we're not shocked. We should talk about that too, because I think that pivoting, like you're bringing up some really incredible points, not to like hijack your guidance of this yeah. conversation, but like the, um, this concept of like judgment and this concept of like criticism and a big thing that I navigated was the, the loss of the old audience, right? Because mm -hmm. there were people who only wanted to love and accept and study with me as the old version of myself. And when I grew, there was a die off, right? I lost about like four or 5,000 followers on my Instagram account, which is fine, wow. like, you know? Okay. Um, I had students who were in my old programs who never chose to continue the journey of, of going into this new level of study. And I also had a lot of new people come my way, right? That became legacy students where they just kept studying everything I put out there and in order to get to that place, I had to be able to like look beyond the storyline of like who I've been, because I think a lot of people, when they try to define themselves in the online space, they're looking at like, well, who, ha who am have I been, right? Like, what are my expertise that I have from my previous study? What are the things about me based on my past experiences, right? And when we break away from these narratives and we find a new version of ourselves, there's all this shadow that comes up of like, will I be loved and accepted for this? And will people even want this new version of me? Will people even like what I have to say? Um, will people stick around? And, you know, that pivot when you have that die off and like the people who are leaving, you know, it's actually a really beautiful thing because it's clearing space for the new beginning and the new people to come through. Um, so I was really, I took that so personally in the beginning, like I would make a post and like lose a thousand followers. And I'd be like, what? It's plant medicine. Like you don't like my spirituality and you don't love me as a spiritual being. And you think I'm weird. And it was really like, you know, to go deeper into having these conversations that were about emotions and about source and the universe and intuition and creation and healing um, I was triggering people who didn't want to go there. And mm -hmm. I was also illuminating a deep wound for me from my childhood where like I grew up in a Catholic school and I was the weird girl that actually was spiritual. Right. Yeah. And like, so I had to do healing around that. So I just not to rant on that either, but just to say that like, when you pivot, you know, give yourself, I always tell people, give yourself permission to publicly evolve. And, and when you do that, when you say like, I give myself permission to publicly evolve, you allow yourself the opportunity to not just grow more quickly, but to inspire people to evolve as well. And that is, that is medicine that the world really needs. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I don't know how much of this you felt or what it felt like to you, but I've noticed like, like we both just said, like how important it is to just share that journey and let yourself share that journey. And I've noticed like, especially being someone who's a business coach should know everything about business has built a lot of success. Like it is so uncomfortable sharing the messy part of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's next. And I don't know if it's going to work. Like 
for me, that's one of the hardest parts of just one of the more vulnerable parts, I should say, of like my business and like who I think people see me as is like when I make a change and people are like, why are you making that change? Like, what are you doing? What are you expecting? I'm like, I literally have no idea. Like this could be a huge fail. I have zero idea. (laughs) But that's why you're so successful because you're trusting. Yeah. You're trusting that, right? Yeah. And I think we just tend to think that these big pivots or these shifts or these new things you're supposed to know and be fully confident. And that's not at all what it feels like. No. No. And like, that's, I love that you're speaking to this because I think if more people understood that, like, it's supposed to feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to feel like it's not making sense. It's supposed to feel like it brings up your insecurities. If we could just acknowledge that any big expansion is supposed to feel that way, then we can be excited when those emotions come up rather than thinking like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love that about you. And I think it's so cool how you give yourself permission to acknowledge that you don't know. You know, it's like, it gives other people permission to not have to know it all. And, you know, my, my path, there are the, the greatest, (laughs) the greatest things that I've ever done in my life have made no fucking sense. Like that's just, we just say that like, you know, I'm not saying you need to like jump off a cliff and try to fly because it makes no sense. But like, you know, think about it like from a logic, you know, responsible perspective, like you have to do things that make no sense because they don't make sense to your current reality. And that's why you need to do them because they make sense to who you are becoming. And that's so important. I love that. And a question I wanted to ask you, just because I know a lot of people have this fear when they're doing a similar pivot. Um, and it was interesting because I had someone um, share in one of my my groups, something kind of that was really related to this. Cause I thought it was more of a business coach problem. I think there's a lot of business coaches who really want to pivot to like their true soul work. And it feels so intangible. Like, how am I going to talk about these results and sell it? And what was interesting though, was in one of my groups, one of the women who just joined, she's like, she's a certain type of um, physical therapist just to keep it like more broad. So, you know, the, it it's pretty like straightforward to talk about. This is what it is. This is the modality, whatever. And then she's like, but I want to do like real nervous system work with people and energy work. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. But the fear is that it's too big. It's too broad. It's not tangible. I hate that word, but that's what a lot of people are afraid of with, with the marketing and the sales piece, you know? Yeah. I have a lot to say on this. Cause I feel like, you know, if you look back to like, <laughs> the 1950s. Okay. And like in the 1950s, if you were going to school um, and you were a lady, right? What were your, what were your options after graduation, right? You'd be like a housemate, mom, um, stay-at-home mother or homemaker. Um, You would be like an assistant, someone who types for somebody, right? Or like a nurse in the war, right? And like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, box, box, box. And then like you get to like the 1980s and then it's like, oh, well, you could be a doctor and you can also be this and you can also be that. And then you get to the 1990s and the 2000s and it's like, oh, but then there's all this other stuff. And like, now we're here in 2000, what is it? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> 2023, you know, where, where the opportunities through social media, through internet worlds, through you know, uh, all of this reality that we're playing in and this weird dimension of time and space, it's infinite. And I think what we're seeing is happening is like even the boxes of the internet world where it was like, oh, I was a course creator. Oh, I was a business coach, right? Like, oh, I was like a massage therapist, whatever the, the box is, you know, we are in, if you look at our collective generational study, we are in the timeline of breaking out of boxes and finding more infinite expansion. And like, you know, just acknowledge that as like a collective experience, this is something that's going on. And you will feel that resistance of like, this is too broad because I've been told that I have to be in this box. This is too out there because I've been told that I can't express this part of me. So like, that's a very, I think that's a very normal energy to feel. The thing that's really cool that I've found to be true in the social media space is that more and more people are going down this path where they're feeling more of a heart-centered approach 
to their work where they're coming away from the logical mind of like, oh, well, I went to massage therapy school. And so therefore I'm a massage therapist, right? It's like, I'm a business expert. So now I'm a business coach. And it's like, can we just give ourselves permission to just be facilitators of service and like whatever that looks like, however that looks the idea that you can't market it the right way, or you can't talk about it the right way. Oh my God. I mean, like, can I just like blow the top off of that one for a minute? Like that's such a, the idea, like, yes, marketing is very important. Messaging is very important. The idea that you cannot sell something that is an experience is such a false story because Mm -hmm. more than ever, people want and crave experiences. We are like trapped in these realities where we're stuck at home and we get everything shipped to us and blah, blah, blah. The fact that you're holding a container for somebody to go through an experience, whatever that is. Um, that is so valuable to people. And so I would just say, if you can't figure out how to market something, write a message to the version of you that would have wanted to do this, right? Yeah. Express it and write it from the heart. And even if it's not following the structure, this like, you know, fancy way, um, we're breaking out of that box too. So let your sales pages look however they look. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Cause I love marketing, but you see where it's like, I mean, right now it's all like the Instagram reach and content and do this and do that. Like, oh my gosh. But it, there's just like these trends. And at first it's like, it works because it's new and it's innovative and then everyone's doing it and it stops working. And then someone else has to create the new way. And it's like, yeah, maybe you could just kind of create your own way by just like expressing your truth, like just write on the page what it is and why you made it. And I think people will love it a lot more than like, just, you know, when I have my clients, I'm like, I can literally tell that you bought someone's course and you're trying like the funnels and the sales pages and they're so long. And I'm like, but this is also, I think a big part of this that I'll speak for myself personally. I, I, when I was building business, babe, I had this desire to like finally one day find the perfect format of operations so I could like never have to work again. And like, that's a problem. Okay. (laughs) Like the the fact that that's your energy around this, like for me, it was like, wow, I actually am not building something that I love. And I'm actually just trying to find a ticket out of this. Like that shows me where I'm at. And I think that if we can give ourselves permission to like, yes, publicly evolve as individuals and creators, but also like publicly evolve our creative process of our marketing and our messaging and make it fun, make it exciting. Like I've seen people who've created sales pages that are literally two sentences in a video and they're millionaires, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy. So like, you know, the idea that it has to be a certain way, just always check that I think is my advice. Always check that storyline. Like when did you decide that it has to be what Sally's doing or what Josine is doing or whatever, you know, like let it be how you want to do it and have the creative process be something that you enjoy so that you're not just looking for a ticket out. Amen. (laughs) Um, 100%. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. so many people are trying to do that. And I've, I've had to call myself out on that so many times. Like why we just want to like have the thing, never have to touch it again. But a lot of us actually really are actually liking running our business and coaching our clients and doing the work. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's not, yeah. I I had to realize like, oh, maybe that's not actually even what I want is a business I never have to touch again. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe I want something that's like a real expression of me that I enjoy. And that does evolve Mm -hmm. because, you know, hopefully I have a lot more evolving to do. I hopefully have a lot more life ahead of me than I've lived so far. Right. So And, and I think too, like even what I've watched you do with your podcast, right. How you had like this one brand identity and then like made it all about the millions. And then you're like, no, I don't want to do this. Like that is, that is so humbling and so inspiring to be able to be like, my marketing is changing, you know? And like, that's cool. Like that's yeah. Businesses are ever evolving, growing things. And they're just like children, you know, you're going to have your teenage years. You're going to have your toddler years. You're going to have your older years of frustration. Mm -hmm. And like, 
it's just so important to give yourself that permission to adjust. And it's inspiring to see you've done that as well. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And it's been freeing too, not to see it as a mistake. Like it's not, it doesn't feel, which in the past it would have, it doesn't feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, why did I do that? It's embarrassing. It was the wrong move. It doesn't feel like it was the wrong move. It feels like it was the right move then. And it's not anymore. Like yep. it evolved once and then it evolved again and it'll probably evolve again. Like, I don't think that that's going to be the podcast. Maybe the name will, I don't know. Like, I don't care. It's just like, whatever it's meant to be is what it will become. Like that okay. attachment is so important. It's a, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really, really important because it gives us the permission to play when you're so yeah. just, it's not about like the right decision or the wrong decision. Like I don't look at, I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, I don't look at business babe as the wrong decision. I don't look at my corporate life as the wrong decision. I don't look at my first marriage as the wrong decision. I see what I've built in my life today. And all those choices make so much sense you know, and I've yeah. lessons that I've needed to get. So that's also important to remove that duality around this is right. And this is wrong. This is just evolution. That's it. I love it. I'm sure there's so many people that needed to hear that. So thank you, Lauren, for this amazing conversation. This was so good. So good for me. And I know so many people listening are just going to like be obsessed. Um, so in that case, can you let people know where they can find you and follow you? Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, Instagram always Lauren of love. I have a podcast that has a lot of different components of plant medicine, study, healing, success creation. Um, that is the Lauren of love podcast. You are on the show, so you can come over and check out Taylor's interview as well. Um, and laurenoflove.com has all my courses, the heal programs on there as well. Um, and that is just our hub. So just Lauren of love on podcast, Instagram and website, you'll find me. And, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Perfect. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I loved this conversation. Me too. Thank you for having me. This was so beautiful and like such an honor. I just really love and want to acknowledge you for like how you hold podcast space. And like your energy, I think is just so inspiring to like, to, to talk to somebody who is, a, is, a, who is in the path of business coaching and to feel your energy of like motherly warmth and just like comfort and presence and peace. Um, it is, it's such medicine just to even be in your energy for this podcast. So thank you for having me. It was a true oh honor. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Mama, you're great. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. Well, we're getting sappy, you guys. <laughs> I hope all of you guys listened and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.